your Locked On The Hockey Jets, your daily podcast on the Winnipeg Jets. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, friends, and welcome to this episode of the Locked On Winnipeg Jets podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Harrison Lee, an avid Winnipeg Jets fan and an online blogger. You can follow me on Twitter at HLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. As always, if you like what you're hearing, be sure to like, follow, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform of choice, including Apple, Spotify, Google, Megaphone, and the Odyssey app. Doing so does not cost you a single penny and ensures you never miss another episode. Tonight's podcast is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. On this episode of the Locked On Jets podcast, I thought it'd be fun to take a, a little bit of a break and talk about an upcoming game that I think a lot of you will be very interested in. I have talked about it before just because there was some early preview footage. There's been a, like a, a closed technical test or something that's been out there. I've heard a lot of mixed things about the game specifically, but let's just assume you're all going to play it anyways because that's what we do when we're hockey fans and, and football fans and whatnot. We play whatever crappy sports game comes out and we still pay money for it. Although, later in this episode, I'll talk to you a little bit about a way to maybe save some cash so you don't have to go outright and buy it, and maybe check if you truly want to invest in NHL 22. But if you plan on playing and buying it anyways, then there are a couple of teams in career mode that I think make great choices to take over as the general manager. If you've ever played Be a GM, you know that it's pretty detailed. You can scout prospects, develop players, work on team strategies and different things like that. So there are certain things that you're not going to have as much control over. Franchise Hockey Manager and the PC versions tend to be a lot more detailed. But if you want a fun GM light version of your favorite sport, well, you could do a lot worse. And this year, you have a pretty good selection of teams to work with. Obviously, the one that I think most people who are maybe newer to the NHL franchise or want less of a challenge, they're going to start off with the Colorado Avalanche. And the Avalanche actually make a lot of sense, especially if you want a really high-octane offense with a lot of young defenders. Where I think things could get tricky is with NHL, you always have to work with contract extensions, and Colorado is a little bit up against the cap. You could certainly use the trade engine to try and get through any particular issues and maybe move some contracts on the books that are going to hold you back from maybe extending McKinnon or some of the other players down the road, but... Colorado, I think, would be the kind of team that you're looking to sim for just a couple of seasons and hopefully win a quick cup before you have to start dumping veterans. That would, to me, seem like the most logical pathway. If you want a team that's going to be pretty challenging to work with and, and frankly, isn't going to win many games, then obviously the brand new Seattle Kraken would be a great place to start. This team, I think you can actually run through an expansion draft and maybe make different selections because, let's be honest, the existing roster, it's not going to be particularly great. Now, if your plan is to tank, then you can probably just use the preset Kraken roster and roll with it. But if you want to start over and maybe make a slightly more competitive team, you have that option. I feel like the Kraken are going to be a fun team if you enjoy the prospect scouting system and you plan to sim multiple seasons over a longer term where you can actually track their development, work on improving the Kraken's depth, and essentially build the team from the ground up. I feel like Colorado is a team that makes a lot of sense for people who maybe actually want to play some games and have some fun in the immediate future, while the Kraken are more oriented for the long term. If you want a team that's going to do a little bit of both, I feel like the Winnipeg Jets actually make a lot of sense. Winnipeg is kind of one of those interesting teams that has a pretty decent uh, prospect core. I feel like the Jets are probably going to get a bit dinged, though, when it comes to, like, 
prospect ceilings. Aside from Cole Perfetti and Billy Heinola, I don't imagine that the NHL group has a lot of information on players like Jonathan Kovacevic, Dylan Sandberg, and some of these other guys. So finding teams with a lot of really high-end potential prospects may be a little bit of a challenge. We have yet to see this year's class of young prospects being entered into the game, and we don't exactly know what potential they're going to be assigned. We've always had, you know, franchise, elite, some of these other ones. But I don't imagine that any of the Jets' prospects are going to be landing in that tier. I would imagine that if if the Jets get some really high-end prospects, it'd probably be somewhere between low to high elite. I feel like Perfetti is the kind of player that they tend to give, like, a low elite ranking to. But, all that said, the existing core of Winnipeg is actually a ton of fun to play with, and it should be a lot better with actually Mobile D. Last year, we had a lot of defenders who weren't exactly great to control in-game, a lot of 70-rated players who, frankly, they turn like trucks. With Schmidt and Dylan, though, you're going to get a lot more mobility and physicality, which I think would make them fun in-game. We all know that the NHL series loves a good hit, so I imagine Brendan Dylan will slot in perfectly, and Schmidt actually has a pretty decent wrist shot. I forget what his player ratings are in-game, but if they don't ding him too much from this past season in Vancouver, he should be a very fun option on the back end and on the power play. Now, if you're really into a challenge and you want to rebuild a team from the ground up, I feel like the Ottawa Senators present the most realistic case for having a pretty challenging simming and gameplay experience. The Sens don't really have great goaltending, and I think that's going to be reflected in pretty poor ratings for Matt Murray, Marcus Hogberg, or whoever else they have in net. And like right now, Brady Tuchuk isn't even under contract, so when the first rosters roll out, I don't know if he's actually going to be in the lineup unless they get that extension done. Uh, you, You look at the rest of the team, right, and it's guys who are not going to be shining too brightly in NHL. I'm not sure where Colin White's potential ranks these days. If they gave him top nine, I feel like that would probably be the most appropriate, like a medium top nine forward, but... You know, aside from that, Tim Stutzla might be the only one who really cracks elite. You've got Thomas Shabbat, who's already a really good NHLer, and certainly some decent depth pieces. Maybe Dodonov would actually be an okay option as somebody on your first or second line. But you look at that team in general, and I feel like if you start simming it a lot, it's going to be pretty poor, right? You're going to be looking to tank more than anything, and maybe start shedding some salary. One thing that the game doesn't always capture super well is like a lot of dead cap hits. For us, it just ends up being a pain to deal with, and unless you're really getting a good offer from a team, there's not much reason to take it. Oftentimes, NHL teams in the game will actually ask you to pay instead. So, using that logic, I would try and see if you can offload some cap hits. Teams tend to be very resistant to taking on salary, especially if you're not paying up instead. Trades in NHL always work weird, but the sense could certainly be an option if you start dumping some cap salary. Maybe look to start building up their prospect pool and get them back on track within like five or six seasons. They'll probably be a much tougher prospect than someone like the Seattle Kraken, but the Sens should be an interesting process if you're into simming like a a decade of gameplay. We'll know a little bit more about which of these teams will actually make the best candidates for be a GM once the game arrives and we start to get some more player ratings. But, you know, if you're still hemming and hawing on whether or not you even want to buy it, don't go anywhere because I have some tips and tricks on how to save money and maybe even get a nice little slice of the game so you can decide if NHL 22 is right for you. Before we go any further, though, I do want to shout out tonight's great sponsors at rockauto.com. There are literally thousands and thousands of vehicles out there, and it's really hard for auto parts stores to keep up stocking parts, accoutrements, and everything in between. You might stand in line for 15, 20, maybe even 30 minutes waiting for your chance to buy the part that you need, and you find out they don't even have it in stock. If you want to save time and money, then just go to rockauto.com instead. They're a family-run business with over 20 years of experience in the automotive industry. 
Their easy-to-use, intuitive website allows you to sort by make, year, and model of your vehicle, and then set a price range filter so you always get the parts that you need at the prices you want. Whether you need a new engine control module or a floor mat replacement, rockauto.com is sure to have what you need in stock. And best of all, you can save anywhere from 20 30 even 50% off retail brick-and-mortar in-store pricing. So why shop anywhere else? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked in the How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com today. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friend's login for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle, and a great way to finally get your TV all together. It's called DirecTV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part? There's no annual contract whatsoever. So get rid of that clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at DirecTV.com. That's DirecTV.com. Stop waiting and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. Compatible with device required. Content varies by package. Go to DirecTV.com for more information. Hello, friends, and welcome back to this episode of the Locked On Winnipeg Jets podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. On tonight's show, I thought I would talk about uh, a little bit of fun stuff. Certainly, we covered some NHL 22 news, maybe some thoughts about starter teams for when you become a GM and, and do your armchair GMing in the BM manager mode. But if you're like me and you're not really sure if you're actually interested in buying NHL 22 outright, you might be wondering if there's a better deal to be had. This is a game that, for me, I think has to prove a lot. I've been very underwhelmed by NHL over the last three or four years. It's been a while since any of these games have actually captured my attention, and so NHL 22, even with the new Frostbite engine, just for me feels like more of the same. They've added some stuff like X-Factor, which we see in the Madden series, and similar stuff with traits in FIFA. But until there's something meaningfully different about this game that separates it from the other NHLs, I just don't really feel all that interested in buying it, right? This is a game that just always feels very rushed, not particularly good, and like an afterthought when it comes to the other franchises that EA has. And so, NHL is in one of those weird spots where I want to give it a try, but I don't want to spend a lot of money. And that's where something like EA Play becomes really handy. This service, which is a subscription fee each month, allows you to try a handful of brand new EA games, usually around 10 hours per trial, before it eventually moves to the full version a couple months later. And this vertical slice will give you a pretty good sampling of what a game has to offer. I find that the 10-hour trials are really good for either making early progress in a game before it launches, or maybe getting a sense of whether or not I actually want to spend 50 or $60. Let's be honest, NHL is like, what, 60 or 70 this year? It's not exactly a super cheap game. And so I look at this and I think, I feel like EA Play is the best way to go about NHL 22 this year. I'd rather pay $5 or so, give the demo a try, or, or basically the full version a try for 10 hours, which is basically a demo, and then see if I actually want to pay money for it. If I do, then it becomes a little bit more interesting because you would want to look for some deals. I would say... Wait from launch. October 15th, of course, is right around the corner. But if you don't want to pay full price, maybe give it like two or three weeks. Obviously, Black Friday is coming up and online deals will start to spring up all throughout the holiday season. If you're patient and wait maybe a month or so after launch, I would expect NHL to drop to around 35 to $45 during Black Friday. That's often what I've seen NHL 20 and 21 drop to when it was around the same time right after launch. Now, NHL 22 being a PS5 and next-gen title... Maybe it's one of those games that doesn't really come down in price all that quickly. Maybe the the Black Friday deal is like forty nine ninety nine, but 
given that NHL is often generating a lot of revenue off of Ultimate Team, I would have to say, I think it'll drop pretty quickly and I don't think it's going to be all that well received. Now you'll probably notice that there is a PS4 and an Xbox One edition. I don't know if either of these games are actually all that special. I'm pretty sure these are legacy versions, which if you've ever seen how EA does any of these legacy games, that means that all of the new engine stuff and, and new animations, new visuals, none of that's carried over. It's just the old base game. So in essence, you're basically playing NHL 21 or NHL 20 with a few mechanical tweaks. To me, that kind of stuff is a ripoff. So if you're on last gen, I really wouldn't recommend buying NHL 22 at all. I would actually just go with EA Play and wait till the full game hits the release because you know $60 or, or $70 as it is for a game that is essentially the last generation content doesn't really seem worth it even if you get upgraded rosters and new teams I don't know it just doesn't really seem like a worthy investment if you have a next-gen console though this is probably the most applicable version for you I think the PS5 and Xbox Series X versions will you know probably look pretty decent I, I still think that this game has a lot to prove for me and I suppose you could technically rent it through Gamefly. I know a lot of people still use that service. Um, obviously, Gamefly is one of those things that if you have a, a decent enough library of stuff that you want to check out, it is usually worth the price of admission. My main recommendation, though, is just wait a month or so. I, I feel like NHL is one of those games that's going to need a lot of patches. Every time they move to a new engine, it's usually a very bare-bones experience. I don't think it's going to happen with NHL 22, but I can't say that I'm particularly optimistic about the outlook of the game either. EA hasn't really shown us a lot that's given me uh, much reason to be super optimistic about it. I know a lot of people are like, oh, this game looks great, the visuals are nice, but let's be honest. The visuals didn't look all that impressive, the animations actually looked a lot like the stuff we saw in NHL 21 and 20, and, and honestly, we all kind of know how EA works with this franchise. This series is always the stepchild that no one really wants to deal with, but they kind of keep pushing out anyways, and I feel like it, it gets so little investment that I'm not really sure there's much value for buyers. If you're really into Hockey Ultimate Team, I could see an argument for starting early and maybe getting one of the Deluxe or Ultimate Editions. Honestly, if you're not into Hut, I, I actually think that gives you a lot more incentive to just wait until Black Friday because, you know, the, the rest of the game that you get with it is... It's it's probably going to be so-so, let's be honest. So uh, a couple of weeks or maybe even a month later, give it a shot. Just hang off unless you simply cannot wait and want to get your Hockey Ultimate team started immediately and, and really don't want to wait for a couple of weeks to kind of let some of the early game cycle stuff blow through. I get it. You know, I can see why you would push for it. But my personal recommendation, wait and see. Give the 10-hour trial a, a run through. See if EA has actually updated anything of value and decide from there. If you're getting NHL 22, let me know. I'm actually going to be on PS5, I'm sure, so I'll give that 10-hour trial a slice. We'll see how it goes. I hope that the game doesn't suck, but if you know me, I'm always uh, a little bit skeptical when it comes to EA Sports titles. Let me know what your PlayStation Network handle is, at HLivingLocal on Twitter, and I will try and get you added, and maybe we'll play some time. For now, though, it is time to step away from the virtual rink and take a look at some live NHL transactions. We have a few contract extensions and things that were just announced, some of them a little bit more surprising than others. Before we get too ahead of ourselves, though, here's why BetOnline.ag should be the only place to do your online betting. When it comes to the wild, wild west of online betting, you need to know that there's a safe, reliable name that you can trust every single time. That's why you should put your trust in BetOnline.ag. They're the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports action. It's that time of year again, and all eyes are now turning to football as teams are back on the gridiron to start the season. As always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action coming up. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including online's biggest half-million-dollar NFL Mega Contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL Survivor Contest, open now at BetOnline. 
Go to the website or use a mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. For brand new customers using promo code NFL100, they can take advantage of their opening day super promo where you can make a bet on Thursday, September 9th, the season opener between the Super Bowl champ Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys. Even if you lose, you'll be refunded up to $25 on your wager. What's not to love? From football, basketball, boxing, and more, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait and take advantage of all the great offers available for the 2021 season. And as always, don't forget to use promo code LOCKEDON to receive your 100% welcome bonus on your very first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Hello, friends, and welcome back to this episode of the Locked on Winnipeg Jets podcast. We are taking a look at some contract extensions and stuff that have happened. Of course, we've got a lot of teams active in finishing out some of their outstanding business. One of the more, uh, I would say, higher-end names is Kyler Yamamoto re-signing with the Oilers for one year at $1.175 million. Something tells me Yamamoto's next deal is going to be significantly longer and for a significantly bigger raise, so I'm kind of surprised that the Oilers sort of bridged him here. Maybe he wasn't really interested in signing a long-term deal. If I were Yamamoto, I might think about uh, not signing long-term, given how bad this team is seemingly being run. You know, I don't want to say he should force out a trade, but if he signs for one year, give yourself some time, see what exactly this team's cap situation looks like uh, a year down the road, and maybe wait before committing, because it seems like the team itself is being run by folks who aren't really capable of making very good decisions. You know, that's that's my honest impression. I feel like Ken Holland doesn't really have a very decent picture of what he needs to get done in order for this team to be competitive anytime soon. So if I'm Yamamoto, I think this this option makes a lot of sense. It's a lot more player friendly. Just wait and see, get a bigger raise, and maybe present yourself an exit option if things go really, really south. On the opposite end of the age spectrum, we've got Zdeno Chara signing a one-year deal with the New York Islanders, more or less where he began his career. He's rejoining his former team, and I think at this stage he's pretty much cooked. You know, Chara looked very bad as a cap, and maybe that's partly because of how they play, but I also just think he's kind of old. And if you've got a really mobile, active back end, I don't think Chara really suits that, so maybe they're going to try and have him become more like a, a stationary boy chuck or something. Either way, I think it's more of like a fun fan thing, and certainly some player sentiment than it is the kind of high-end expectations most people have when they sign Chara. This is not that same version of him. I think everyone nowadays knows that he's probably a number six or seven D at best, but he's a warm body. He can eat some minutes and hopefully he stays healthy for the season. Uh, we've also got Nolan Patrick resigning with the uh, the Las Vegas Golden Knights for two years at $2.4 million. Uh, each season is just a little over $1 million per year in terms of cap hit, which that's not bad. This contract is very much a show-me for both sides. I think Patrick has a lot to prove and, and wants to really have a career reset. His health has always been a serious question with him ever since Philadelphia. And for the Vegas Golden Knights, they want to see if he still has anything left in the tank. Obviously, the concussion symptoms and stuff that he's had, they were pretty scary. So I, I think for the biggest, uh, the biggest thing that I want to see out of this deal is Patrick just staying healthy. That's the most important thing, avoiding long-term health complications. He's already had some serious impacts, uh, and I, I can't imagine that any of that stuff has been very easy for him to rehab through. I don't want him to be good against the Jets necessarily, but you know, certainly I hope that he performs for Vegas and gets his payday and ultimately stays healthy. Um, on the on the Central Division side of things, the Minnesota Wild have re-signed Kirill Kaprizov for five years at $45 million. That's $9 million per season. This is a massive contract for one of their all-star forwards. I think Kaprizov has some uh, some stuff in his game that maybe you would kind of think a little bit twice about a contract like this, but I also feel like Minnesota doesn't really have many excellent young goal scorers. Kaprizov is not super young, um, so this deal is interesting for me. I feel like 
Kirill is one of those guys that you don't want to lose, but I don't know if this is the kind of contract I would throw out unless he's like a superstar forward, which Kaprizov shows signs at times of being that kind of player. He's just not super young, right? So it's an interesting gamble. I think the Wild wants somebody to market around and certainly somebody who's really fun and makes them more competitive, which I think in both scenarios he does do this. I just don't think he's a game-changing forward, and that contract is a little bit expensive, but at least it's only for five years. The other five-year deal that was handled, this one I actually do have a lot of questions about. Elvis Merzlikens has re-signed with the Columbus Blue Jackets for five years at just over five mil per season, which I, I'm kind of surprised by. I know that he was making around four million on his last contract, but a five-year deal, I mean, that's that's getting close to Connor Hellebuck money, and I don't think Merzlikens really has anything in his game that suggests he's going to be that kind of goalie. All that said, goalies are super weird, and we all know that everyone always says they're voodoo, so maybe Merzlikens suddenly lights it up and proves us all wrong, but I feel like if you're going to make a long-term commitment to a goalie, especially for a not insignificant amount of cash, he needs to have more than like 60 career NHL games before you make that decision. You know, that's a lot of money. That's that's starter money. Um, and maybe that cap space could have been better weaponized into like a 1B and a 1A kind of situation. There are plenty of veteran goaltenders out there who could probably be at least league average, you know. So this one, I, I don't know that I agree with this contract as much, but we'll see how it pans out. Columbus obviously believes in him. Maybe they see something we don't. We'll find out soon enough as the season is right around the corner. There were a few more minor deals over the past week or so that I'll cover on tomorrow's show, but I'm going to stop there for any major deals. That will do it for tonight's show, so give me your thoughts on any free agent signings, whether you think these deals are fair. Be sure to let me know at HLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets on Twitter. Before you sign off, though, don't forget to check out our Locked on Bets podcast. Betting on the NHL doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked on Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked on Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get your favorite media. And as always, thanks for listening. Have a great night and go Jets go.